0: Have you been naughty or have you been nice? It's nearly Christmas. If you're not careful, Vaughn Krampus will be coming round and he eats children for breakfast. Things he won't share with us the darkness in his brain, the dungeon master's plan, the pleasure and Better left unknown. Keep calling out to me. I hear him think out loud. The Only the free shot comes. Open to page one. My name is Che Webster. And this is the Roleplay Rescue Dungeon Masters Diary. I received a really rather nice email this week um, from a lady called Rebecca Spencer, and I'm just going to read it. Hi, Che, my name is Rebecca, and I work with a group who are currently running a course designed to help and improve people who want to run their own games. I wish I had come across your podcast earlier, as your conversations are very enlightening, and i love to hear opinions that I might not have heard prior. As it happens, I got an email from one of your listeners asking for more information on what we do, thanks to a mention on your podcast back in the summer. They mentioned that the accreditation aspect had been a sticking point, and I understand why. I just wanted to reach out and let you know that the accreditation scheme is solely for people who wish to run public games through the Luderata Cafe. With recent events at a certain expo, we wanted to offer a way that would reassure our players that games run here are in a safe environment and with GMs that are approachable and knowledgeable. Anyone who comes to us for the course is not obligated to run games with us afterwards. The main aim of the course is to enable people to run their own games, and not everyone wants to open their table beyond their friendship group, and that's okay. But by offering a structure to help them navigate a lot of the struggles of running a game for the first time, it is my hope that they will consider running more games in the future, wherever that is. More games, more fun for everyone. Obviously, your take was a long time ago, and I'm sorry if I'm retreading all ground. I just wanted to assure you that we're not he- out here to restrict or gatekeep the game in any way. Quite the opposite. My aim with this course is to bring more people to the head of the table, to get people running games for anyone and everyone. I talk about inclusion and safeguarding a lot, as my experience as a GM have made me realise how important it is to look after your players. You probably know how hard it can be when there's a dissent or disruption at the table, and it's not something that a lot of people are open about when introducing someone to the idea of running a game. I'm hoping that by giving people the tools to stay on top of a situation that these new GMs will feel more comfortable and confident in dealing with any such issues. If you have any questions, please reach out. I love talking to people about the things I'm doing and the games I'm playing. Best regards, Rebecca. Rebecca Spencer, resident Games Master Luderate Cafe RPG Hub. And that's in Nottingham. Kind of a lovely note, eh? Game on. Okay, it's Evil Jeff. Listen, my friend, I've been uh, mulling over your last several podcasts and something kind of came to mind. You're you know, getting back to the open table and you also said something about you know, should you advertise D&D and you know, bring back up the 5E. Let's say this. How about have your players, your current players, take a temperature of the room, find out from other people that might want to play, go and poke them. And I wouldn't mind actually setting up a single one shot if you can using the D essentials stuff you know <coughs> pardon me you might get some uh more interest and let them know that you're just you know this is a every now and again thing just a thought later evil jeff thanks for calling in mate it's great to hear from you and i hope you are well i hope the minions are well yeah, okay. Um, so I had a little chat with the guys on Tuesday. You're going to hear a little bit about what we did on Tuesday uh, later in this episode. But I just wanted to say, yeah, I kind of ran it past my son. I said, hey, guys, how about, like, you know, recruiting some players? And yeah, that could have gone down. Well, I guess a lead balloon would have gone down better, to put it that way. Um, but nonetheless, I, I kind of um, take your point and. <sighs> Yeah, this particular bunch of people aren't terrible. I kind of think they like the little cliquey little group that they have. And um, it's a nice group. It's a nice bunch of players. Uh, They're not terribly inclined to outreach. So I guess I'm going to have to do that. So, yeah, I was thinking maybe I'd do that thing with Essentials. I might uh, see if I can set up a one-off... Uh, evening of play or something I don't know probably so we're only an hour and a half you can't do a lot so I, I'm not quite sure how to format that but um, yeah great full of thought thanks for the idea and yeah it's great to know you're listening to game on man Sunday it's uh, 12.30ish I'm just sitting down to eat a quick bit of lunch before I go online at one, I think um, Hobbs is turning up to play at one, um, and possibly uh, Frank. So I think it's Hobbs and Frank and Tim. So those are my three players. Land signed up accidentally, so it's not four. So it looks like those three, which is great. I spent my morning, or basically I just spent about an hour or so, um, adding to fantasy grounds, uh, all gear. So I've got dungeon packs. The quick dungeon packs now, they can just literally drag the pack and it fills out their inventory with everything in a single moment. Um, and also put in the weapon stuff that's available to them and the armor stuff that's available to them, so you can just drag that across to inventory and it auto-populates some of the areas on their sheet which should speed things up, which is awesome source. I wish I had time to do the same with the skills and, and um, advantages, but to be fair, that's pretty quick to do. Um, so it's a matter of just teaching the guys uh, you know, what they're doing. Um, got to think about how I'm going to handle the table if there's three guys creating characters I might cycle around them so like you know okay you do this step now you do that step and now you do that step and so on so on and so on it's better than having them all sitting around waiting for a long period of time and uh, yeah I'm going to keep a tight eye on how long it takes to do characters I'm hoping we can do them quickly ideally you know we do them in sort of under 20 minutes but this be an open table, but we will see, because I think there's a lot of teaching to do. Anyway, I'm pretty stoked about it, pretty excited to get going. I'm um, just going to see how it pans out, really. The dungeon is as the dungeon is, really, um, after last night. And, um, yeah, there, it, it, it could be interesting, actually, because there, there's, a, there's a lot of areas that have, no one's penetrated yet, and there's some areas that people have. Um, and uh, I think there's enough there for a, an afternoon's entertainment um and i can really then start thinking into going to the christmas holiday which kind of comes at the end of next week for me um i've got four working days you know i can really start building some extra zones to dungeon levels to dungeon and i'm really excited about doing it game on sunday 5 p.m post game and yeah it was good fun um don't know what happened to tim Tim Gothridge Manor Shorts, Um, I'm kind of worried about you, dude, because you didn't show, and it sort of strikes me as not in your character to not show and not say something. Um, So I'm hoping you're okay, and, um, yep, I'm slightly worried. Uh, But Hobbs tells me not to worry. He says, it'll probably be something simple. Don't worry about it. So I'm going to take that. But Hobbs, Jason Hobbs, and Frank T uh, managed to get themselves online, Uh, we put some characters together um, and then we got gaming and they went into the dungeons, it was great I'm not going to overly spoil it Um, I hope, but some really cool stuff going on, some really cool moves and I get the feeling that Jason Hobbs would prefer me not to say some of the things that they did and got up to but Jason, if you're if I'm wrong and you want me to tell the world um (laughs) Oh, I don't know. You know where to call in, right? Yeah, the guys went down. Uh, Frank actually couldn't stay too long. Uh, the kids were uh, somewhat busy. And uh, so uh, he had to bail, but um, we used his character and that was fine. So I had a, essentially I ended up with a one-to-one online game session with Jason Hobbs for a good two, three hours. I remember about three hours gaming. Um, Hobbs is officially okay. So Hobbs is going to want to hear this if he's listening. Hobbs is officially the player who has got the most treasure out of Dungeons of Thal in one sitting. Has gone the furthest um, of any group, kind of up there, almost joint first. Um, and has been the player who has done at least two things that no other player has done in my dungeon, which is kind of cool. Um, but I don't want to spoil what they were because, you know, others... Others will otherwise copy him, I guess. But, yeah, good fun. Um, He explored, and, um, yeah, there were probably two or three points where actually, quite frankly, he could have just died, but some clever play, some really good, uh, innovative play, a little bit of luck won through, and it was fun. I really enjoyed myself, and I'm hoping Hobbs did too, and I hope we get to game again. I hope we get to game with a group. So, uh, guys, seriously, we need Tim, we need you to come play and uh, Frank, we need to make some time to do that, I guess. And yeah, anyone else wants to chip in, you know, it will be great to have you at the table. I have thoroughly enjoyed myself. I have had this week three games in the Dungeon of the Thal and it's been good. Um, Hobbs and I were chatting about it and um, it's kind of interesting right now. I definitely need to like build the dungeon. I'm kind of wondering, you know how much legs this has if you like it's good fun it's simple it, you know i can see why people are drawn to an open table with a simple dungeon game um it isn't too difficult you know it's it's a good fun thing gurps ticks along nicely with it to be fair I, i'm quite happy with those rules and um yeah it's cool There's a lot of fun too the gear and yeah i think that the detailing gear is something I like in a game, and it, it kind of adds some fun to it, all these like noodly little things that are kind of cool. Um, yeah, good times. I'm going to shut up and go and eat. Game on. All right, listeners, it's Monday night. I just got home from work. I've um, sat down. I've made myself a nice cup of coffee, a little slug of honey in there to sweeten it. It's Christmas, right? And I've got two parcels today, and I thought I would... Um, share those moments with you opening those parcels. I think I know what one of them is. And I'm gonna start with that one. Uh, big box um, from um, Amazon, which is always a worrying thing. Tim Shorts, you know what I'm talking about, right? Anyway, just gonna um, cut that open. Now, this is uh, a game that I think, if it's what I think it is, this is something that you probably didn't expect me to grab. In fact, I didn't expect to grab this, to be honest with you. Um, but I do wish Amazon would pack things better than they have. It's just a box with the book in and a teeny little bit of plastic to pad the box a teeny bit, which is not that great. All right, so what have I got? I've got the Pathfinder 2nd Edition Core Rulebook. This is a walloping great thing. It's huge. Um, full colour. What are we talking here? How many pages? 638 pages. My goodness. I guess it's everything. Looking through the back, I've got treasures. Crafting and treasure. Mm, okay. Um, game mastering. Uh, playing a game. Age of Lost Omens. What's this about? Some kind of setting by the looks of it. Oh, they republished all their stuff about the setting with it. Uh, magic. Millions of magic, spells, or, by the looks of it, or powers, or whatever they are. Um, equipment. Yeah, okay. Big book. Alright, so, yeah. So if you're a fan of Pathfinder 2, um, please forgive me if I sound cynical. So why on earth have I bought this? I mean, you know, 30 quid book. Um, well, I looked at Pathfinder two second edition playtest when it came out, and I had a look at it. I think I read about five pages before I kind of rolled my eyes and gave up which is probably not the fairest things to do um, and I've been hearing some good stuff about it here and there a few people out in the community in the Yank community especially who like the game not many it has to be said <laughs> but you know what I thought I'm going to give this a fair shake because I used to really enjoy 3.5 and obviously Pathfinder itself the core cool rule book before I enjoyed um, but I sold it I got rid of it um, along with all my third edition stuff at one point, I ended up kind of rebuying my 3.5 rulebooks, uh, the three core rulebooks, recently, um, because I missed having those on hand. Um, and I don't know, I'm, I'm not getting back into Pathfinder 1, um, because I feel like 3.5 did enough, but I wanted to have a proper look at this. I feel, you know, like, and this is partly because of the role I now have um, with this podcast. I feel like there's a responsibility on me to know a little bit about some of the major games that are coming out. And so, here it is, Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Um, Maybe what I'll do is have a look through and then give some feedback um, a bit down the line, because I have a holiday coming. The other box is quite big. It's um, twice the size of the first one, and from the United States and I have a suspicion um, but if it is this thing it's come really flipping quick um, it's been FedExed here um, really quickly because if it's what I think it is it's I mean it was ordered about four days five days ago um, and it's been a weekend so you know here we go coming inside I've got big rubber. this is packed better big bubble wrap packet Admittedly, you know, not particularly biodegradable, but we've got a packet with a book. And I'm sad to say it's been dinged in the corner. Ooh. Okay, I can probably live with that. You hear my pain, Tim. Do you hear my pain? Okay, I'm just going to put that down because what's underneath it is actually possibly more interesting and useful. This is a box set it's a beginner box and again this is perhaps a product that you wouldn't have expected me to get um, but I've got in my hands the Shadowrun 6th world beginner box and I've got in my hands the Shadowrun 6th world core cool rulebook. Um, Catalyst Games now I got into Shadowrun many years ago um, and then I came back to it with the fifth edition of this rules which is only a couple of years ago it seems I don't know exactly how many of it only feels like a couple of years ago And um, I got into it, I was really up for it, I got the beginner box, I got the cool rulebook, I was really up for it, and yeah, you guessed it, I sold it. No one wanted to play it, and um, I wasn't mad keen, actually. Now, what's interesting is it come with a 6th edition of the game. Now, I'm not sure if this is a cynical marketing ploy, or whether actually they've genuinely improved the game and fixed the things that were issues with 5th edition, So I thought, you know what, it was on offer. Um, I noticed, actually, there's a little story behind this. This is how my mind works. Um, I noticed that Shadowrun uh, Core Rulebook was on a special offer on drive-thru as a download, as a PDF. And I thought, well, I'm just going to find out how much the book actually costs. Because I was curious. I, I was up for that, you know. And I think it was like a 20 bucks for the rulebook or something. And I looked on here, and it was actually like, get the rulebook in hardback and also get the rulebook... PDF, um, and it was on um, on or around uh, the time, That's, this happened on or around the time of Black Friday, and then I noticed that um, essentially the Shadowrun 6th World Beginner Box was available, and again you get the free PDFs of all the files which appealed to me, and um, I looked at the postage of it all together, and it was just economically sound to order these sets from the USA, direct from Catalyst Games. It was actually cheaper to do that than buy them through the UK and have them here. The cost of these these books individually in the UK is just prohibitive. But from the States, even with the postage, it was doable. So that's what I did. And um, yeah, again, I feel like, you know, I really love Cyberpunk and I really love kind of the idea of Shadowrun. It's something I really enjoyed. And I just thought, kind of Christmas present to myself, I'm going to have a look. So, don't call me crazy, but I've got some new games. Tuesday night, just home from work. A good session tonight with the uh, kids, basically. The students' um, game, Dungeons of Thal, uh, using GURPS Dungeon Fantasy. Uh, They didn't go in the dungeon, actually they asked if they could roll up or make new characters so that's what we did tonight they wanted that i made them aware last week i think that i had tweaked the way in which characters are created because previously they'd all created characters with random roles for strength decks iq and health um they were aware their characters were like negative a lot me three of the four characters were negative ca- ca- uh, character values which makes them like Worse than babies, <laughs> kind of thing in terms of actual effectiveness. Um, and they've been sort of struggling through the dungeon and getting on okay. To be fair, but actually they sat down tonight and went, "Hey, you know what? Sir? Can we just make some new characters?" Um, and so that's what we've done. We rolled up some new characters tonight. So there were three guys, and one of the reasons they chose to do that instantly is because the fourth player couldn't make it today um, because you know on a holiday. Um, I think or real or something. Um, anyway, they um, couldn't make it, so they uh, decided, you know, let's make some new characters. And that's what we did. We spent about an hour, just under an hour, about 45 minutes making characters. Um, kind of going around the table making their roles. So they, they use the option B thing from my ubiquitousrat.net blog. Uh, the, episode, the Fighters of Thal, I think, um, approach option B, which is 60 points on the four key stats. Rolling on the random tables for advantages, disadvantages and skills and it went really well went really good I really find that process now um and it was quite slick and again just choosing their equipment was probably the thing that took not a lot of time but just them choosing the weapons kids can be a bit dithery and indecisive so um that was uh, an issue but I think you know it's getting slick actually it's getting pretty good I was quite happy anyway they had a good time We had a good laugh around the table as well um, it was nice there was a good kind of camaraderie built up and it's, it's interesting because if I go back in time about eight weeks nine weeks you know the two lads who are at the table uh, and the girl who's at the table did not necessarily feel comfortable with each other and now they kind of are more comfortable I think and it's really nice to see anyway oh, home from work I have two days to go <laughs> uh, yeah so some food now Wednesday morning and I've I've been nagging this thought has been nagging in my mind nagging to do this all morning and I've just been kind of busy getting to work um, so having just arrived I'm going to just say this I, I sat down last night um, kind of went to bed early about maybe I don't know 8.30pm um, and I took the Pathfinder 2nd Edition rulebook with me and I took a copy of the Pathfinder 2nd Edition character sheet with me, pencil and sat and worked on creating character. I, I decided to do what I do so many times with fantasy role-playing games and create Goriel Swiftfoot, who was the uh, name of my most memorable um, character. I think originally created for Rollmaster. Um Anyway... Uh, so, halfling rogue, as it was in Pathfinder terms. This process I've not completed. I, I spent over an hour, probably about an hour, um, an hour to an hour and a quarter, something like that. I think it's step ten I got to, which is buying equipment. Now, admittedly, there's a lot of page flipping, a lot of like reading, um, but there's a lot of decisions to make. Actually, Pathfinder Second Edition. Um, it reminds me quite a lot of Third edition Dungeons and Dragons in that it looks like a relatively simple game to play, but actually there's a lot of choices to make in creating your character but there are some things I really like so I quite like the fact that it's built although there are options for rolling dice in a traditional way you start with your stats all at the like six traditional stats all at ten and then your heritage um, sorry your ancestry and within that your heritage um. It's just fancy language, I guess, for race, I don't know. Um, they are modify uh, some scores, and then your class modifies some scores, and then at the end you get to modify the scores four times. Each modification is a plus or a minus two, basically, um, generally. And that process is quite nice, and it was it was interesting to sort of build my character towards where I wanted it to be. The second thing I liked, and especially liked, was the hit points. There isn't a dice roll, as far as I can tell, for hit points. Um, in fact, your Ancestry gives you a base chunk of hit points, and then your class gives you some more, with the constitution bonus chipped in. And this really reminded me of Arduin. I think the first time I came across this idea that the race would, or the Ancestry and Pathfinder terms, would add some hit points and then that you would add some based on your experience, your class, your profession, whatever. That comes from Dave, um, Dave Hargraves' are doing, And um, it's really nice to see that. And it's it's interesting as well because, you know, obviously there probably are players of Pathfinder 2nd Edition who don't know about that because, um, you know, that's fairly obscure even within the... Um, world of gaming I guess that you know, Arduin is not as well known as it should be I guess um, but I, I really liked that and I appreciated that and I thought that was a really neat thing as well um, so that was kind of cool there were lots of um, kind of abilities and powers and things that characters seem to have that reminded me superficially reminded me of 4th edition Dungeons and Dragons um, and this comparison I've seen made a lot online and I'm not entirely sure it's fair so I need to dig a bit deeper into how the game is played. But I um, yeah, I don't know that, that that comparison is entirely fair. I think that's superficial. Um, and that's my, my gut feeling about it. And I can't really say why I feel that's the case. I, I, I need to play it. Anyway. Um, why am I doing this? Uh, well, I feel like I've got myself into a good place with, with GURPS. And I'm reasonably stable with that. But I obviously just do keep picking up games. And I want to keep picking up games. I realised... As a podcaster that um, is recommending people come back to the hobby, it sort of feels incumbent upon me to know what I'm talking about in some areas. I think it's fine that I don't know every game because that's probably impossible. I think it's fine that I don't know a lot of games. In fact, um, because I think that's kind of the way the hobby is. I think people have their own their own preferences, but I do think it's impossible. It's it's while well, it's impossible to know them all. It, it's important for me to know some of the big games um i guess to know some of the the more well-known games and um you know i can't ignore the second edition of pathfinder any longer i feel like i needed you know, i probably should have got it back and you know, i i got involved with the playtest at the tail end of the playtest and didn't like what i saw on a first reading but then to be honest with you i wasn't in the place where it was it was what i was looking for you know Um, I was still wrestling with what I was looking for. So, yeah, I'm in a more stable place. And I think over the Christmas holiday, as it comes, I kind of want to look at a couple of games. I want to um, delve into a few pages and just poke around a bit. Um, Not because I particularly want to play these games in a big way, but because I feel like I need to know about them. So anyway, that was just a quick update on Pathfinder 2. It's Wednesday evening, and I uh, just wanted to make a comment about Pathfinder again, Pathfinder 2nd Edition that is. When I got the Pathfinder Core rulebook the other day, I thought that, um, how many pages is this thing? Six hundred and thirty or six pages or whatever of it. I thought this was a complete game. And I guess for the most part that's true, but there's one key bit that I actually thought was in here, and actually isn't in here when I go for it, and that's the bestiary. Now, that's okay, because today I got the bestery. I guess it's the completest in action. But 400 of fantasy's fiercest foes burst from the pages of this enormous compendium for the most popular and commonly encountered creatures in the world of Pathfinder. Um, so, yeah, I guess... Um, I don't know why they insisted, actually, on doing um, a Pathfinder Core cool rulebook that includes all the GM stuff, and I think I've discovered that there's a GM's guide coming as well, a Game Mastery guide. And there's a part of me rather cynically that can't help think that they're just going to reprint everything for these slightly new rules. Um, I don't know. I mean, I never really got that deep into it before. But yeah, there's a whole kind of Game mastering section of about... albeit about 28 pages or something like that in here. But you kind of think... Uh, if you're gonna have a complete game, yeah, certainly it needs monsters. Now, now uh, to be fair to Piso, Piso, um, they do offer a apparently a free bestiary sample on the website, but I uh, couldn't find it very easily. Um, but that being said, you know this is all right. It's got um, lots of stuff in, and uh, yeah, you know. When I look through this, it just looks so much like D&D. And I guess that's its root, right? Anyway, I just wanted to share that thought. Game on. Yeah, quibs snack again. Yeah, you know what? That Webster bloke, he's on his way home now. Home for Christmas. Home in time. For Vaughn Krampus to come have a go. Do you think he knows? (laughs) I bet he don't.